Well, it seems that some animation news came out recently. And with the inevitable debut of DC's League of Super Pets animated feature uh, next May, um, well, basically May of 2022, that is, uh, Warner Brothers came out and made a huge announcement. I guess, well, I wouldn't say it's a huge announcement, but it's one that I don't think anybody saw. But what the property that's involved with it, the property that's going to get, you know, this treatment, I don't think anybody would argue against it. Because you see, basically, the Warner Animation Group, their next product, project, if you will, their next project at the Warner Animation Group is going to be DC's Metal Men. That's right, Metal Men. DC's Metal Men is going to be the next uh, property that they tackle, you know, as far as an animated feature is concerned. And what's interesting about this is they have some very, very, you know, established, well-known, Oscar-winning talent behind the scenes working on this. They have, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? They have Ron Clements and John Musker, the people that spent decades over at Disney, according to this article, you know, working on you know, such movies as Little Mermaid, Princess and the Frog, Aladdin, Lion King. Well, now they're heading over to DC and mostly to Warner Brothers. And why? Because basically, they have teamed up with, uh, what's her name, Uh, Celeste Ballard, Ballard, who was a writer who worked on Space Jam A New Legacy. Well, Ron and John are going to team up with Celeste Ballard, who was a writer on Space Jam A New Legacy, to tackle the animated feature... The Metal Men. That's right. The Metal Men. Now, that, again, you know, this is a DC property. And not many people know about them, but if you do, you know them from various appearances across the board, not just in comics. In fact, one of the more well-renowned appearances in the past decade was on the Batman Brave and the Bold. Now, the Batman Brave and the Bold, yes, it was a very popular series, but it was more of a light-hearted, sometimes, you know, if it needed to be dark take, but mostly light-hearted take, on the Batman character and franchise. Yeah, it did tackle some things here and there, like Batman, Bruce, you know, encountering the guy that killed his parents, I think. But most of the time, it was played up to be very lighthearted and for comedic reasons. You know, in other words, more comedy was put in there instead of drama and all that, except, like I said, on certain occasions, like the moment I talked about. And it was part of Batman Brave and the Bold that not once but twice we saw the appearance of the Metal Men. And what's interesting is that the Metal Men were played for laughs. Yeah, they would be taken seriously, there's no doubt, I'm not denying that. You know, they would be taken seriously. But because Batman the Brave and the Bold was more of a lighthearted take, more at times comedic take on the Batman franchise... You know, it allowed for a little bit more leeway when it came to bringing in certain DC characters, like Plastic Man, if you will. 
And the Metal Men were no exception. As a matter of fact, there was one character that's obviously going to play a big role here called Platinum, a female member of the group, who obviously had a thing for Batman. Basically, he was flirting with him, had a crush. And because of the fact that the Metal Men, well, mostly her in this case, could shapeshift into whatever they need, whatever is needed, she decided to be a little flirtatious with him by turning into a chair for him to sit on with her face basically on the seat itself, her turning herself into a disc for him to use in his uh, computer on his Batmobile, stuff like that. So, if, so basically, you ha- if the name Metal Men sounds familiar... You know, to anybody that's been following DC comics and mostly DC animation and all that for the past decade, if not more so, you know, it's mainly because you might have noticed them doing those appearances on Batman the Brave and the Bold. And they even had some of their own uh, DC shorts um, as well that were played up for laughs that explored who they were, the powers, and stuff like that. Well, now, apparently, Warner Animation Group and DC. Uh, decided to basically, uh, excuse me, to basically take that franchise, that IP, the Metal Men, and apply it to a big screen, potentially big screen project. Now, does this intrigue me? Does this intrigue a lot of people? Absolutely. In fact, I got to credit Animat, you know, of Animat's classic reviews, Animat's reviews. And even Huey Toonmore, you know, uh, Logan Reinberg, for basically uh, bringing this to my attention because I didn't even know about it. I didn't even know about it. And to me, even though I don't know that much about the Metal Men, you know, even though they're part of DC Comics, you think anybody that's a fan of DC would know about them. Even I, even I feel that the potential for this to be a big, big time deal. You know, as far as being an animated feature that can, everybody can watch and have fun with, you know, the potential that it has with that is endless. It's unlimited. It really is. And to, and to me, it really plays up, up as being potentially something along the lines of very comedic. Like, we know League of Super Pets... You know, coming out in May, it's going to have its moments. It's going to have its drama. It's going to have its dark moments. But mostly, it's going to be a family-friendly animated comedy, superhero comedy, right? So we know the main basis is going to be comedicness. It's going to be humor. And I think the Metal Men, like I said, if you saw their appearances in Batman Brave and the Bold, as well as their shorts, as well as any other appearances they've made in, they've made in, you know, through the DC universe, uh, depending on comics or whatever, then you know that they, especially the premise, the origin, definitely can be played up for comedic reasons. Especially if one of the characters, like Platinum, plays up or has their ability to shapeshift played up to the ninth, to the zenith, tenth level, if you catch my drift. But, but let me, let me, let me kind of stop right there and let me read you the article that Animat and Huey Toonmore provided. Let me read you guys the article here. All right. Let me read you the, the article as I get a little light. It's starting to get dark around here. It's about 4.32 p.m. Pacific time. But let me read you the article. This is an article they got 
this was reported by Boris Kitt uh, today. It's a two-minute read, but let me read this to you guys. This is an article that was found. I, can, I don't know what the website is uh, right now. I do apologize for that. I've got to look it up again. But this is an article that was uh, uh, basically put together by Boris Kitt today. And this is what it says, and I quote. I quote Boris Kitt, and I quote. <clears throat> animation, legends, uh, animation legends Ron Clements and John Musker, the acclaimed team that spent, a, that spent decades at Disney making movies such as The Little Mermaid, Aladdin, and The Princess of the Frog, are heading to D.C., the duo have teamed up with Celeste Ballard, a writer who worked on Space Jam A New Legacy, to tackle animated feature The Metal Men. Warner Animation Group is the home of the project, which is based on the longtime DC property. Clements and Musker are producing and have written the treatment for the film, which they are eyeing to direct. Craig Peck is executive producing. Allison Abbott, the former producer, Iron Giant, Corpse Bride, and now head of Warner Animation Group, is is sheep herding the project for the studio. So it looks like Clements and Musker want to do more than just produce. They want to direct it because they obviously see the potential there. Continuing on, and I quote, Based on DC's Comics Heroes created by Robert Kanger and Ross Adu, Adru in 1962, the concept revolves around a brilliant scientist, William Magnus, and his creation, six highly advanced robots who have powers and personalities associated with their respective metals, gold, iron, lead, tin, mercury, and platinum. The group had its own title in the 1960s and then made frequent appearances throughout the DC Universe in the ensuing decades. The stories have vacillated in tone from comedic to somber, with the group at times being on the run from the government agents or even being robot assassins. The group... Hold on for a sec. I printed this off... My phone. I actually took a screenshot this and printed it off courtesy of my phone. So hold on for a sec. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Continuing on, and I quote <clears throat> The group sometimes incorporated a whole periodic table's worth of metal elements as new characters. The heroes made appearances in various animated series in the 1990s and 2000s with Warner's in the arcs trying to develop live action takes that involved a various that involved at various points X-Men producer Lauren Scholl, Donner Lord Sean Donner, Lauren Donner, I'll put it that way, writer writer and executive John, Jeff Johns and Men in Black filmmaker Barry Sonnefield. Details on the new take were not revealed, but the medium of animation and Ballard's work on Space Jam may point to a direction, action, Ballard repped by WME, Kaplan Pereira Entertainment, and Hanson Jacobson also worked on the TBS comedy Wrecked and MTV Sweet, Sweet Vicious, with both featuring Whip, Snap, and 
innovate in, in, in uh, irreverent, irreverent humor. Let me reread that again, and I quote, Details on the new take were not revealed, but the medium of animation and Ballard's work on Space Jam may point to a direction. Ballard, repped by WME, Kaplan slash Perry Entertainment, and Hanson, jo- and Hanson Jacobson also worked on the TBS comedy Wrecked and MTV's Sweet Vicious, with both featuring Whip Snap in irreverent humor. Clements and, Mask, uh, Clements and Musker's vast CVs have seen them act as writers, directors, and producers on some of the biggest and most influential Disney movies of all time, some featuring now iconic princesses and song numbers, including the back-to-back hit of 1989's Little Mermaid and 1992's Aladdin movies that led to the great Disney comeback in the 1990s. They were also behind 1997's Hercules, 2002's Treasure Planet, 2009's Princess of the Frog, and 2016's Moana. The involvement of the longtime pros is a coup for Warner Animation Group, WAG, which is still in the fledgling stage of its animation output. The Warner's unit will be lean more... Or... Um, okay, here we go. The Warner's unit will be leaning more heavily on the DC brand as it grows as it grows and next up has DC's League of Super Pets hitting theaters in May of 2022. So what this tells me what this tells me is according to some of this right here like for example when when they go into de- when they say that details for the movie have not been revealed but the medium of animation and Ballard's work on Space Jam New Legacy may point into a direction and then they list off Ballard you know, repped by WMB Warner Media Entertainment Kaplan Perone Entertainment and Hanson Jacobson also worked, that's basically saying that Celeste Ballard also worked on the TBS comedy Wrecked and MTV Sweet Vicious, with both featuring Whip Snap in, um, with both featuring Whip Snap in averted humor. In other words, very crude, sometimes very hum, very, basically the stating, basically what they're getting at here is they feel that the direction this is going to go is more comedic. It's going to go more comedic. Now, they do touch upon that as well. They touch upon that historically, you know, historically, that the metal men, depending on, you know, somebody's take on them, have gone from comedic to somber. In other words, you could have, in other words, let's say you can read an issue by one writer, and it could be more comedic in flavor. But then the following issue, it's written by somebody else, and it could be more somber and dark and dramatic in tone. That is basically what they're alluding to. And if that is, and if that is something that, you know, Celeste Ballard, you know, Ron and John are going to take inspiration from to give us something that's going to be unique in its own right and be its own thing, then I can see, like I said, I can see a huge hit on their hands. I really can. But, but what this article by Boris Kitt is alluding to, in from their opinion. You know, from what they could tell us, alluding, alluding to, you know, from their opinion, their point of view, is that because we don't know much about the details of what it's going to be like, of what the take on the metal men are going to be like, they're basing the potential of what it could be like, of what direction they could take this in, you know, 
based on the fact that Celeste Ballard has been known not only for her comedic writing on Space Jam New Legacy, but also for her you know, association in writing for MTV's Sweet, Sweet Vicious and, you know, WT, and, and TBS's Wrecked, both, as they put it, are comedic comedies that have whip-snap and, event, and, have whip-snap and irreverent humor, basically. Whip-snap and irreverent humor. Let me try that again. Whip, snap, and irreverent humor. That's what I was trying to say. I, I don't know why it gets hard for me to say that word. I think it's hard for anybody to say certain words sometimes when they're reading a whole article. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, basically what this Boris kid is, you know, thinking and believing is going to be, you know, the answer is the fact that they feel the direction that the you know, the movie's going to go in, it's going to have more of a comedic tone. Now, they're not saying, you know, flat out that that's what's going to happen. They're just basing, you know, the possibility, you know, of that being the case because of, you know, like I said, Celeste writing on Space Jam New Legacy, her association and writing for TBS's Wrecked and MTV's Sweet Vicious, you know, and the comedic you know, humor, the irreverent and whip-snap humor that was involved with them. You know, that's what they're basing all of this on. Now, they could be right. They potentially could be right that this is, that that's kind of the movie we will get. That we will get a very comedic, mostly comedic take on the Metal Men. Like I said, if you, you know, seen, let's say, their appearances in Batman the Brave and the Bold, then you kind of have an idea that especially if you take a character like, let's say, Platinum, you know, who was very flirtatious with Batman and shapeshift herself into a lot of things that, like a seat with her face, like a chair with her face on the seat for him to sit on it and all that, if you kind of get that gesture, or her being a disc and all that, I could see the comedicness being played out very well with that character. Like, I could see characters like Platinum, you know, maybe being somewhat of the, I, I guess you could say, um, what's the word? You know, you know, comic relief. I could see them being like the comic relief of the group um, in the long run. E- you know, even if they're female. Even if, even, if she's, oh, even if she's the only female in the group, I could see her, and I say this with all due respect, all due respect, no offense, I could see her being played up for comedic relief because of the fact that, you know, she, one of her abilities, if, along with the rest of the group, is to be able to shapeshift. And if they want to make, the, and if this does go in that direction, which this Boris Kid is alluding to, or they feel it's heading in, then I could see them. I could see them honestly going that route. I could see them, you know, I could see them doing that. I can honestly see them having someone like Platinum play a very comedic role, um, you know, in the film. You know, where she just, you know, she could, you could keep her, let's say, her flirtatiousness, if you will, but you could... Also have, like, her not just be flirtatious, but her have that fun-loving side to her to where she, you know, she just wants to embrace the ability she has. Like, she wants to shape-shift into whatever she can just for the fun of it or for what she believes is, you know, helping the team. 
So I could, I could see them doing that. And again, I say that with all due respect, no offense. I could see them doing that. I really can. And you know, and the same could be said for the for the other characters involved, like you know, like iron and lead and you know, gold and mercury and all them. I could see that. I could see them doing that too. So I'm not go. I'm not against. I'm not against them going a very comedic route with these characters. I'm not. You know, and I'm not against them going a mostly comedic route with the movie. You know, because in today's day and age, you know, superhero films, a lot of people, you know, the common complaint they have about them is they're taken too seriously. And, you know, they, they, they don't really light up. They're not lightening up or anything. And, you know, this is why a lot of people, you know, love Shazam. You know, they love Shazam because even though it did have its moments, it was mostly played as a superhero comedy. This is why they like Daredevil, you know, both movies. Even though, you know, it has its moments, most of it's played up for humor, for satire. It's a superhero comedy, a raunchy superhero comedy at times, but still a comedy. You know, and that's why people love it because it lightens the mood. It doesn't take itself that seriously. So I could see, you know, John and Ron, John Musker and Ron Clements and Celeste Ballard. I could see them giving us a mostly superhero animated comedy with these characters. I can, but like I said earlier, I'm not going to deny the fact that it won't have its moments because we know Super, League of Super Pets is going to have its moments, even though it's going to be mostly played for laughs and stuff. We know it's going to have its moments, and I see the same here. For the metal men, I can. I can see that, honestly. But now the other question is, you know, since we don't know much about the movie, you know, what can we probably expect that could be part of it? Like, will there be any kind of changes, if you will? Well, we know, we know, excuse me there. Um, you know, we know that basically... A majority of the team is male. We know that. You know, last time we saw them. We know a majority of the team is male. But nowadays, and again, I say this with all due respect, no offense. We know that nowadays, sometimes an established male member of a group or, you know, a male character overall will have the, either their race changed, their, ethic, their ethnicness changed, the race changed, or even have their gender changed. I mean, a good example of that is the fact that I don't know what's going on on with it right now, what its status is. But a good example of that is the fact that one of the movies they're working on, one of the live-action DC movies they're working on, is you know Plastic Man, aka Plastic Woman, because of the fact that the lead, as far as we know. You know, from a superhero standpoint or superheroine standpoint, is going to be female. We know that. We know that the character, you know, just based off what they're saying, we know that the character is the lead character is going to be female. Thus, the assumption is that that lead female character is going to be the elastic character that gets the plastic man or plastic woman-like powers. So we know that's happening. We know that's in the works currently if not in development still. So we know that's happening. So I would not I would not put it past them to equal out the team 
or at least create, create more diversity, gender diversity, you know, in the team. Because Platinum, she's female, from what we could tell. But all the other characters, like Gold, Iron, Lead, and Mercury, they're all male. So I could see, I could see Platinum, you know, staying female. That's a, that's a no-brainer. But I could also see the last one I just mentioned called Mercury. I could see Mercury going from male to female. I can. I could see that happening. So if I'm going to guess as to if we're going to get any, you know, gender change for the characters, you know, as far as the group is concerned to kind of even things out, I think we're going to have three males and we're going to have two females. And those females are going to be Platinum and Mercury. That's what I think is going to happen. I really do. But, yeah, you know, if they're going to go, but yeah, if what is being, you know, assumed here it has any truth to it or has any, you know, profit, you know, kind of looking into the crystal ball, looking into the future kind of, you know, truth to it, then, yeah, based on, you know, what Celeste Ballard has done you know, writing-wise, her writing credentials. Yeah, I could see the, I could see her, I could see Ron and John all working together and going in a comedic route. I can see that. Now, if Ron and John both get their way, you know, if they both get their way and they're able to not only produce the film but also direct it, then I could see them saying, yeah, we'll go the mostly comedic route, but we need moments. We need our human in moments, if you will. We need those human, relatable moments for these characters. And I could see one of the characters, maybe Mercury, maybe Platinum, maybe Iron, Gold, Lead. You know, I could see one of them probably thinking, you know, what would it be like or wishing to be more like a human, more flesh and blood. Like, they like what they got, but... You know, as the old saying that they people used to uh, joke about with Disney and the Disney princesses, you know, they could possibly direct and write in something that says, "Hey, this character wants more than just to be a, you know, a living, you know, gyroid or cyborg or whatever you want to call it, metallic being. They want more to it. They want to know what it's like to be flesh and blood." So they could play that concept in there, and that could be part of the human moments. That could be your somber human moments. And I'd be totally cool with that, as long as it's done right. But, again, but, again, like I said, if what Boris Kitt and others are probably assuming is going to be fact to an extent, then, yeah, I could see this being mostly played for comedic laughs and everything, but with moments in there. Because like I said, with the League of Superhero Pets, I could see, I could see having moments in there. We're going to have moments in there. There is no doubt about that. There is no doubt about that. But as far as, you know, you know, as far as, you know, the, the main, you know, directive of the film, the main, you know, genre, if you will, movie genre, I could see it being an animated superhero comedy. I really can. I really, really can. And, you know, I can't say any more than that. Again, like they said, we don't know much about the details. I mean, one thing I would like to see, 
you know, is maybe they have, uh, maybe the professor or the, doc, the, the scientist that creates them, maybe he has in the ability to fuse. I mean, imagine, imagine one of the new details they put in there is, let's say, mercury and platinum, you know, they have the ability to fuse with each other to become one. And maybe the doctor says, okay, I need you guys to go in the cover, so you need to fuse, and then that'll give you the ability to be one new whole woman. And the comedicness there is you can have both of them in the mind fighting as to who's going to be the main talker, you know, out of the whole situation. It's going to be the main persona. So that can be played for laughs, too. Like I said, you know, all due respect, I say it with all due respect, no offense, I could see them taking someone like Platinum, maybe even Mercury, and playing them up for comedic relief because of them, or one of them, liking the fact that, hey, I have this body, you know, I'm attractive and everything, and hey, I could be anything somebody wants. I could be anything a man wants. Boom. There you go. Or if you really want to show that you're moving forward, you can make Mercury and Platinum a lesbian couple, a couple, a lesbian LGBTQ couple. Again, I say that with all due respect, no offense. You can make them in that category. That's the reason why they're able to fuse seamlessly. The only thing that holds them back is who is like the main persona in the fusion, who's the main uh, talker and all that. So I can see them doing that too. I can see them doing that too. But Overall, I don't want to make this any longer than what it is. Overall, I will say this. I like the idea that we're getting this. I like that this is the next one on the slate for the Warner Animation Group as far as potentially theatrical animated films are concerned. I like that. But the question is, how far will they go with it? How, how, far, how, how far will they go with the unlimited possibilities that they will have afforded to them with the property and the characters involved, and exactly what will they change? You know, will they change anything? I've got a feeling they will. Like I said, you look at the names of the characters, and to me, Mercury is going to be female. Because I think the last time we saw Mercury as a character, they were male, so I could see that being a female. So that way you have two females, three males. And like I said, I could potentially see them showing that maybe the reason, you know, platinum and mercury can probably combine together, fuse together and all that so seamlessly is because maybe they portray them as, you know, a lesbian LGBTQ couple. Or at least, you know, they show attractiveness to, to each other and that's what helps out. I don't know. But, and again, I could see one of them being played up, and I say, again, I say this with all due respect, no offense, I can see one of them playing, being played up for comedic relief because they're enjoying their shape-shifting abilities, or whatever abilities they have, or mainly shape-shifting, when plat- as far as platinum is concerned. Sorry about that, I had to take care of something. But anyway, like I said, you know, they could do a lot of those things that I mentioned. They can, make, they can do a lot of those things that I mentioned. And to me, like I said, the possibilities are unlimited to them with what they can do. And whoever they get to voice these characters, I think are going to do phenomenal jobs. I, I, honestly, I'll say this. You want to, like I said, you want to make Platinum and Mercury, one of them, from a female perspective, again, say that with all due respect, no offense, you want to make them like the comedic relief of the team because they're enjoying the powers, they could shapeshift, they're enjoying the fact that they're attractive, and hey, they could become anything, let's say, each other wants, or let's say a male wants, whatever, you know, I think you need to get a, com- a true comedic actress to voice one, one if not both of them, because I think that would work out 
perfectly. And again, I say that with all due respect, no offense. But anyway, though, guys, I just wanted to come on here and talk about this. I love it. I love the idea that this is happening. Um, again, I feel that if they do make any kind of changes to the team, to the characters, it's going to be adding maybe another female character, and I think that's probably going to be the Mercury character. So I can see that happening. You know, and I could see it, honestly, based on what they're projecting. I can see it being played up mostly for laughs with its moments here and there. Because like they said, historically, it's been played up for comedy to somber. But lately, I think a lot of people would say historically, it's mainly a comedy. It's mainly a comedy. It's what it is. It, that's, that's what it is, straightforward. So, I just wanted to come on here, though, guys, give you my thoughts on it. I look forward to it. I know I sound like I rambled a lot. I do apologize. But just, like I said, I wanted to give you my thoughts and give you my opinions on, you know, where I see happening potentially. And, you know, that's really about it. But what are your thoughts, guys? What are your thoughts on the Metal Men? The Metal Men getting an animated feature from Warner Animation Group, essentially possibly being the second theatrical DC animated film from Warner Animation Group right after League of Super Pets. What are your thoughts on it? Do you expect to see anything you know, different about the Metal Men? Do you expect them to change the gender of one character to, to another, like male to female? Do you expect that to happen? What are your thoughts? How do you feel about it? Let me know down in the comments as well as during the live chat during the premiere. Like the video, guys. Check out my Teespring store, especially with the holidays coming up, guys. I think you will really appreciate it. Also, check me out at B.W. Rosas for all your favorite uh, B.W. Rosas discussions, questions, and all your favorite audio podcast locations except for Pandora. Also, check me out at B.W. Rosas on Vimo. Also, check me out at patreon.com slash bwrosis to help support me there at the $1, $3 tiers. And check me out at Venmo at brian-walmer-2. So until next time, guys, again, give me your thoughts on this, and I'm out.